Listeners, and welcome back to a pod of their own's Mensch of the Week. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my lovely co-hosts, Linda Surovich. Hello, Linda. Hey, Allison. And Maggie Wigan. Hello, Maggie. Hi, Allison. So this week's Mensch of the Week um, may be a surprising one, but it was shaped by some Twitter discourse that happened uh, shortly before we recorded this uh, Mensch of the Week. Um, and our mention of the week this week is Pete Alonso, um, who is actually on the injured list right now, sadly. So we're not getting a lot of Pete Alonso content, which is sad. Um, but the happy thing is that um, Pete Alonso is our mention of the week because it's always nice when your impression of a player um, is like on the field and what you know of him um, as a player is exactly who he actually is as a person because you know the, it, we have this problem it's with not always that way it is not always that way um it's it's a problem in celebrity culture that isn't just about that isn't just about sports but celebrity culture in general where we develop these like parasocial relationships with famous people and like they have a persona that's like publicly out there but we don't actually know them in real life and we don't know who they actually are when, you know, behind closed doors or when they're not like performing as they say, whether that be on the baseball field or on stage at a concert or in the movies or however, whatever their chosen field is. Um, So you, you like to think that they're good people, but you actually know that. Um, But it's nice when you get little nuggets that, like at least demonstrate that people who actually know them or even knew them before they were famous confirm things that you like thought about them. Um, and that was the case with Pete Alonso. Um, so the, the other funny part about this is the source that it came from. So the, uh, the tweeter of this tweet was pool kids, the band, uh, this is an emo band. Uh, so all of my like elder millennial like emo kids, all my fellow elder millennial emo kids like shout out because this is like such an intersection of <laughs> our interests. A moment in time. <laughs> like, I can't believe like a random emo band tweeted about Pete Alonso, like incredible content. Um, so Pool Kids, the, ba- the band's Twitter account tweeted, Fun fact, Pete Alonso of the New York Mets sat in front of me in high school English, and he was the sweetest little himbo jock ever. He dated a cute little party girl totally outside of his social circle, and it was very sweet. His voice would shake so much when he had to give give speech, and he'd get so red. <laughs> sweet little himbo jock is the perfect description of Pete Alonso. Exactly. And I'm just like, we've always thought he was a sweet little himbo jock, but it's just like so affirming to hear someone who knew him in high school before he was this famous baseball player say that's who he was, that he's always been this way. He has these very genuine vibes of just being someone who like, he will always show you how he feels and wear his heart on his sleeve and stumble over talking to the pretty girl. Like that's, he's just, that's just the vibes he brings. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because uh, our friend, our friend at Amazing Avenue, Rich Staff, um, replied to the tweet and said, 
Pete is my bravest and doofiest soldier and I will protect him at all costs, which is a sentiment we totally agree with on this podcast. Um, And pool kids replied back to him and said, as someone who was an annoyingly edgy teenager in high school who hated all jocks for him to be my one exception back then says a lot. He really was a nice guy. Oh, I love it. Pete, our goober. I know. So it's like, and I relate to this so much because like, I wasn't exactly like an emo kid in high school, but I was like very much, even though I played sports, actually, I was like very much not part of the jock crowd. I was like more part of the nerd crowd. I was a little bit part of the emo crowd. Like I listened to that type of music in high school. And so like, you know, I wasn't quite like the eyeliner wearing, but I was definitely the stud belt wearing like skull earrings, black jeans sort of person. I was definitely a few years pre-emo and was full on goth. Yeah. And, and our local, like, big head honcho sports guy was Ray Rice. So fuck me, I guess. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't all be Pete Alonso. So I just, like, relate so much to, like, mostly hating the himbo jocks, but, like, that one genuinely doofy one who loves everyone, like, being the exception. Like, that's so endearing. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, it even got to the point where um, pool kids like put on their Instagram story a screenshot of the tweet and said, Mets fans are flooding our Twitter with love right now over this tweet. So guess I'll share on Instagram too. LMAO question mark, question mark. And then they wrote at polar polar bear Pete 20. Let me know if you want to come to a pool kids show. We play in Brooklyn next month. And sorry for calling you out on turning red in Mr. Thomas's class. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but look at his personal growth though now he's always just so endearing and earnest in front of a crowd yeah going from shaking uh having his voice shake and turn bright red in speech when he had to give speeches in english class to uh to saying let's fucking go mets on live (laughs) television like what what a that's how you grow up what a glow up (laughs) slash grow up (laughs) we love it but I feel like says Pete, like, you know, what you see is what you get. There's no agenda there. He's just vibes. Maybe, like I said, he's a golden retriever who plays baseball. He's a human golden retriever who just wants to play baseball. It's so true. And, and like, hopefully soon he can do that. Yeah, yeah. He's probably so sad right now. He is. He really is like the dog who, like, you know, you, you like, leave them in their cage and you go somewhere. Like... He's like, hey, I thought I was coming too. <laughs> hey, where are you guys going? Don't forget me. Don't I'll forget me. Please, you guys here? have a ball? I want to I wanna come. I want to play with the ball. What? Why are you leaving me here? Have you dingers? I want to hit it so, so far, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we want him to hit it really far. We yeah. do. <laughs> He's so good at hitting it far. Um, and and like, he knows it, but yes. he also doesn't act like it makes him better than anybody yeah except at hitting dingers yeah and that's fine because he's right he's right. he is right and like it just i feel like this whole thing just reaffirms to me like all the all the pete alonso haters and opposing fan bases you are mm. wrong and you should feel bad about it <laughs> like, i can totally see him being like the annoying guy because you're like oh he's so happy oh the God, annoying theater another kids. dinger like yeah, totally see him being like the guy that you hate to see come up because like, yeah, he's going to be annoying. But there's a difference. 
Yeah. But no, it's like, like that annoying puppy who's like too exuberant where you're just like, okay, settle down for five minutes, you know, take a take a breather, not like in a mean spirited way. No, but yeah. they hate him in a mean spirited way. And I, I just know, don't but like it. opposing players, I don't think. No, no I, know, I don't think opposing players yeah. dislike him at all. But no, yeah. I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, like, you know, when he got injured, the Braves fans were cheering. And I was Ooh, like, it's a bad look. I was yeah. like, you guys suck so much. <laughs> you, do the the racist, you do the racist chop and you are cheering about a, an injury. Like, you should never cheer an injury under any circumstances, let alone a guy as good and wholesome as Pete Alonso. Like, just, you're the worst. And, like, I know, like, the, a lot of, like, you know, Mets fans were obviously tweeting about it when the when the crowd cheered and, like, people were expressing their distaste for that. Um, and Braves fans were clapping back with, well, you've done the same thing when, when Acuna got hurt. Like, Twitter and real life are two different things, folks. First of all, I... I didn't really maybe I I've probably curated my timeline correctly because I'm not going to pretend that there weren't any Mets fans like dancing on Acuna's grave when he got injured because I'm sure that there were low class Mets fans out there doing that. But they were certainly not the ones on my Twitter feed. (laughs) And Um, they didn't do it at the stadium where he could hear it. Exactly. Exactly. And second of all, there is a difference between the internet and real life. The internet where people can be cowards because they can hide behind their sports uh, like athlete profile picture and not have their real name or face on the vitriol that they tweet. Um, And then in real life where the player is right there and you are cheering his injury live with your real human body to his face. Like that's very different. Like come back to me when if if like God forbid it ever happens, if a Braves player gets injured at City Field and the fans are cheering, you then you can come back to me with the Mets fans are just as bad. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. I just hope it wouldn't. But I hope Mets fans are better than that. Maybe they aren't. But until until that happens, you can't tell me that that the Mets fans are as bad because I like to think that that would not happen at City Field. I, really I don't, don't ever know. remember it happening at City Field. No matter, I've like, been at some oh. pretty major player injury games. If for a while, it seemed like a thing for me, which I was not happy about. Yeah, um, and and never, and and the opposite. Like anytime the guy is coming off the field, no matter what, there was always clapping. Yeah, I feel time. like there was clapping for Bryce Harper when he got hit by a pitch one time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Again, maybe I I'm biased in this, but I, I don't think that this is something that we've seen, especially in the stadium. Yeah. The only the only oppo- the only terrible opposing player injury. I've been to a few really bad Mets injuries, unfortunately, including the game where David Wright got hit in the head by Matt Cain. I was at that game. Um, but the only really bad opposing player injury I can think of that I've been to, I think it was still Shea Stadium. I think it was before it was City Field. Was um, oh my god, I'm never gonna remember his name. Oh, shoot, a guy, a guy b- broke his femur and it was really bad. It was a first Me. baseman. Oh, was he on the Yankees at the time? I can't remember his name. Like, was was Nick Johnson a baseball player? Is that yes, he name? was. <laughs> Did he break his? It sounds leg like once? a made up name, but I get it. He was. He definitely was. Yeah. Did he break his leg once? Yes. Nick Johnson suffers broken leg in collision. Ooh. I was at that. I think. 
Oh, yeah, he was on the Nationals at the time. That's what it was. Nationals Johnson suffers broken femur. Um, and it was in 2006. Yep. So I was at that game. And that was I I uh, I sure as heck do not think the Mets fans were cheering. I mean, obviously, it's not the same level of like rivalry or it's not like the Mets had Mets had anything against uh, Nick Johnson. But um, but yeah, I that's the only really terrible opposing player injury that I can remember witnessing. Um, it, that was that was nasty. And that was like the the cart came out. It was it was really traumatic and terrible. And obviously, when he was carted off, everyone like. Everyone was cheering for him in a in a solidarity way, not in a laughing at him sort of way. Um, yeah, so P. Alonzo, always a mensch, and it's just like so good to see it reaffirmed that like you know the pl- the person that he seems to be as a Met is like the person who he's always been. At least it seems that way, and that's really nice to hear from someone who knew him when he was younger and who happens to be the lead singer of an emo band. <laughs> Which we would like fun. Pete to stay a Met forever, please, Steve Cohen. Please extend Pete Alonso. Thank you. Our Uber. Thank or you very much. Our sweet little himbo. <laughs> our sweet little himbo. Got a better chance of being president than Chris Christie. That's true. <laughs> and we hope he's back hitting long dingers at City Field soon. Um, so we wish him the best in his recovery from his wrist injury. And hopefully he's back soon because the vibes are much better when Pete Alonso's around. All right. That does it for Mench of the Week this week. You can go to um, homerunapplesauce.com to check out all of our fantastic podcasts. Please go to patreon.com slash homerunapplesauce to support our work. You can follow Home Run Applesauce on Twitter and Instagram at HR Applesauce. You can follow this show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at a pod of their own. You can follow each of us on Twitter. I am at Petite PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Servich. And you, Maggie? At Maggie162. You can also email the show, own at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. In your favorite podcast app, just search Home Run Applesauce. You should be able to find us right there, our whole entire suite of fantastic pods. Please rate and review the show if you have a moment. It really helps people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there's no crying in podcasting.